This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because those don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Hey, listeners. Before we dive into this episode, we would like to preface that at point of recording, Frasley was using they-them pronouns and identified as non-binary. However, Frasley has now come to the conclusion that she is indeed, after all, a proud trans woman and her pronouns going forward are she, her. This is just further proof how wonderfully fluid and ever-changing identity can be. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of having a marginalized gender in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Amanda, and with me today is my wonderful, hilarious, awesome, and avocado-wearing co-host, Monica. Hey, hey, <laughs> Monica. hey, hey Amanda, avocado-wearing co-host, that's it. We will just not talk about the fact that it's a pajama, because I am work from home and pajama shirts are absolute, absolutely 100% legit, then fine. Yeah. So... It's just, uh, yeah, me and my avocado shirt right there. But it's yeah. not just me and my avocado shirt right there because we have some wonderful humans on today. We do. Um, and just before we introduce them, I would like to say that Tom called you Monocado, and that's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I just politely ignore that because we don't interact in, with chat when we... I and also, I know, but how could I not? Monocado? Yeah. Like, that needs to be immortalized <laughs> forever. It does. It does. You will ever I, be Monocado to me. Yes. Yeah. Into the deeps of time. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I should be excited now or not, but I will take it as a compliment. <laughs> that is a compliment. Avocados are as clearly the best. They are the best fruit. Yes. Is it the fruit? So, yeah, as, yeah the they have fruit. a seed. Cool. They're fruit. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so as you can hear, we have two wonderful guests on. We have the wonderful Frasley, who you know from many past episodes, and the wonderful Sash, who this is their uh, their first episode. And together, they are the hosts of Translucidity Podcast. So hi, friends. Welcome to Geek hey. Hello. Good, good, good to be here with you. And uh, what's amazing is the, the timing of this. It's the, the Trans Awareness Week. I had no idea it was that. Yes. 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 Yeah. We would like to say credit and say we're super smart like that, but we're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, this was just like did it on purpose. We're not liars, and we don't fish fish for compliments or something like that. So we were like, "Oh, this is this week." Actually, I thought it was last week, so I was like, "No, it's last week." But Amanda, it's said, usually no, it's the second week. week, so it should have been last week, but it wasn't. It's the seven days preceding twentieth of November. So it's oh. always the 13th to 19th of November, no matter what oh. days of the week those fall on. But why can Wikipedia then not just simply say it's then and not the second week of November? That's too confusing. I know. Yeah, see, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just always the second week of no November. Yeah. Well, it, that's also what Wiki says. So it's you You weren't wrong there. It, yeah, it's true. There was a lot of confusion yesterday with me and Monica. But I went yes. to the source. I went to the GLAD website and they were like, no. 
13th and 19th. And I was like, okay, glad we and Instagram that. and Twitter can't all be wrong. It must be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they can. Google even gives you the wrong time zone. So if you can't trust Google, then who can you trust? No exactly. one, nobody and no tech. Not but there we go. <laughs> there we go. I'm just, I'm just picturing the 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 meme now on, on this podcast that the the uh, the various sources have, have 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 disputed this claim. Have you seen that on Twitter? I'm glad. That oh God, yes. <laughs> Anytime Trump tweets, I know. This, yeah, this isn't true, really. I, I, this is not actually true. This is not actually true. This is actually absolute bullshit. But we can't really block him yet because yeah. he's the fucking president for a while still. So we have to keep his crap on here. Oh. So. I just went on a oh, tangent right wow. now. <laughs> I, th I, th I think the funniest one, though, was Ben today put out a tweet saying, I'm the safest pilot ever. And then said un underneath, various sources have disputed this claim. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. I laughed. Not, we yeah. don't talk about Ben's flying skills. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> they are, they're not existent. Uh, um, all his skills fly under the radar, right? Oh, God. Bradley. Okay. On that note, we're going to move into our rapid fire round because <laughs> I'm stopping that before we get started. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Fun all day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Frasley, you are up first. Who are you? So, I'm Frasley. I'm a non binary. I'm, I'm, I'm Era Ace, and I'm, I'm about 30 years old, and I do a lot of uh, gaming podcast i i do a lot of twitch streaming basically I just, I just love having fun and uh and looking pretty yes i love that have fun look pretty i love it yes yes life goals frasley where are you from um, i am from dublin ohio and what are your pronouns uh, they them and when are you a geek since so think like a year and maybe a story of your first geeky experience it would have to be Ever since I, I I sat on the couch watching my my sisters play the original Super Mario Brothers. In fact, I've been playing it now recently. But yeah, so it would be 1996 or seven, I would say. Oh, love that! Adorable. And what are your biggest geeky influences? So you can think like books, movies, TV shows, teachers, games, or maybe something else. I, I, I one of the ones, and I hate saying it because of of the of the the, the turf who wrote it, but. It would, it would have to be Harry Potter. It would be one of my biggest influences. It was my first novel. Got me into the sci science fiction world and stuff like that. And and like uh, just I I loved exploring this world and, and, and being able to see topics. So it got me into other novels as well. So I I, I, bran I branched out of that into other other areas. And we leave leave that behind where it belongs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and your current geeky pastimes? Uh, right now it is definitely streaming and like and um <laughs> right now it is Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Presley finally got a switch this weekend. Yes, thanks to Monica and Dennis. Well, you, you did a lot on your own there as well. There was just tiny little push or, the, or something, but yeah, I'm glad you have one now. It, yeah. it was the, the 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 push I needed. See, love, sometimes love we all that. need a bit of a push. So yeah. does that mean that Monocato is a pusher? <laughs> Are we in pun territory now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because have we I'm, ever left pun territory, to be honest? I, I don't think with Frasley you can ever leave pun territory, to be <laughs> Never. honest. No. And I sometimes try to move away from pun territory, but people always still drag me back into it. And that's just where I'm at, I'm at now. It, yeah. I am facepalming and Animal Crossing and all the things like the like the uh, the, the, the the dad jokes. Yes, I'm just like facepalming. I, I love them, but I'm also like, 
No, no. You God, cannot no. complain about any jokes in this game. You're aware of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, you just be real quiet there, and you have to read the C plus joke another 300 times, and then maybe we can talk about it being a bit annoying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like it, it's like a game that was made for Friday. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and very, then Presley, once true. you've experienced all these puns like over and over and over again, maybe you will have some idea of what it's like to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, burn. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Amanda is the, Tom's fiance, and so she's basically in the middle of the fight of the pun fight that Frasley mm -hmm. and Tom have all the time. That it's true. true. It's like, Frasley's puns, Tom's puns, and I'm like, I just need to accept this is my life. My life is puns. This, and this I mean, is your life. And y y your dad is a wordsmith. I still remember Corona is like having sex in a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's <What>? true. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, I didn't get that. Corona beer. Corona beer is like having sex in a canoe because it's fucking near water. <laughs> um. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Although, honestly... Honestly, Coors is so much worse. It's literally yeah. rabbit piss. The fun literally. thing is, I agree, but also that's my dad's current beer of choice. And I'm like, really? Where's that? Coors? What's wrong with you? Are you okay? Hey, some people have some some Coors values. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So can we move on? We are yes. moving on forward here sash hello who are you hi uh well let's see i am a uh transmasculine uh kind of older geek as you can see from the gray hair um and um yeah that's that's me nice, yep, sash, nice to geek, meet you I, this is the first time we've actually been on a call together so i'm very excited to meet you face to face here um Sash, where are you from? I'm originally from New England in the U.S., but I currently live in Washington D.C. Ooh, fancy! Nice. And what yeah, are your am I lucky? Yeah, <laughs> super lucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your pronouns? Uh, I use both he and him, and they and them. It's you know whatever. There are okay. days that I'm less masculine than other days. Um, today is one of those days, as you can see from the lovely lipstick that I'm wearing. And I love it. Good, thank you. Um, and what are you a geek since? Oh Lord. <laughs> so I would say about 1975. Uh, nice. I discovered math, and that was fun. And then I discovered languages, and I was a language geek for years and years and years. And so that would that would probably be it. Yeah. Um, I just need to like pause for a second and just reflect on the fact that you said I discovered math, and that was fun. Because I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I do. Uh, at some point, I may go into this. But because I was raised as a female, my math skills were blunted, shall we say. And it wasn't until I would say somewhere in the, the 80s that I rediscovered math and, and realized what I'd missed by not going on to higher math. Mm. Um, I read a book called Gedelesh or Bach. Um, by, uh, oh God, what's his name? Douglas Hofstadter, uh, a mathematician, and came to understand how music, language, and mathematics are all intertwined and just like had a huge revelation. And But I had already left school and mm. couldn't really pursue anything more. So it was very sad for me. Oh, I always loved math too. Math was great. Even once to study it, then it wasn't that great anymore. 
I miss it. I really miss math. Yeah. I miss quadratic equations of all things. You would need you need to listen to one of our previous episodes where we had Kate Wiswell and she actually wrote a book uh, because she's also like she loves math and how that basically also affected her life choices as a writer and things like that. And she makes a lot of references to a lot of very mathematic things where Amanda was like, what the fuck is she talking about? And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just, just want to point out here that I was actually very good at math up until I tried to learn statistics and then it just destroyed any uh, skill, for lack of a better word. But I never... <laughs> enjoyed math and I never like I thought it was fun but I was very good at it so Hmm. just putting that out there anyways back to you Sash what are your biggest geeky influences I would have to say Tolkien Hmm. my mom actually read the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit to us when I was about five and I kind of forgot it until sometime in high school but then I rediscovered it right as I was discovering I was really good at languages and I just went nuts it, I would say it's influenced everything in my life ever since, including my love of WoW. So mm, that makes total sense. I can definitely that see is. that because there's so many, so many things that, and it's amazing just like the uh, what 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 Tolkien did. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people just don't understand how well researched that was, um, and I'm pretty oh. convinced I'm an elf. So I can see that. I could totally see that. Also, um, we need to move on because we don't need another Monica and Tolkien rant. <laughs> okay. I will not do that. Wait, because... wait, wait, wait. I gotta know. Oh well, dear. <laughs> I had a whole, I had a whole episode. Like, uh, I really wanted to like the books, and I really liked the first book, but I wasn't very much into the second one because he was so in depth with his explanation. And I will not repeat what I did. See, how... that's what I love. Yeah, it makes like I can see that, and a lot of people love that. But I don't really need to know how the uh, squirrel fart smelled and why it smelled like that, and when what the what the squirrel had ate three days before, um, just so that it smelled a bit like like a, a, a I don't know fruity little hazelnut or something. You know, that's kind of what I got from the entire walking to go things. Uh, <laughs> so, I said I was not going to go on that rant, but there we there we ended up with. The Tom says we... that he'll he'll send you the clip, Sash, because because uh, <laughs> he, he did clip this part of one of whatever episode this was in, and um, we'll just move forward here now, unless anybody yeah. else has anything to diss about Tolkien, because I am. Oh also no, not a about Tolkien, but fan. it's, it, it's kind of why I I call Dardor R. Martin's work the uh, Game of Drones. Uh, yeah, you know, and. See, I hate Martin because I just see him as like so derivative. It's like he basically took Tolkien and said, oh, I guess I'll just rewrite this as mm. if it were, you know, filled with sex and blood. Um, <laughs> and in the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah. True. Because that's, the, I mean, and he admits that Tolkien was his influence. And it's yeah. like, screw you, Martin. I, you know. I hated the show. I won't read the books. So yeah, books, no, and it's I, not I, that I the, the, the Tolkien is not created. Like you can totally see that what he created in his head, and because otherwise he wouldn't be able to write so in depth about it. And some people really like it, and for me it was just too in depth because I wanted to know what was happening. Yeah, and they yeah. were walking for so fucking long. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> if if you if you're looking for adventure, you won't like Tolkien. If you're yeah. looking for research. 
and languages and yeah. you know basically his his entire proposition was was desiring to create a myth for England you know mm. if you're into that then yeah right yeah I mean I would have probably learned a few more vocabulary words a few more words let's say <laughs> vocabulary words <laughs> see <laughs> That wouldn't happen if I would have read Tolkien, I suppose. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, Sash, finally, what are your current geeky pastimes? I'm just moving past here. Uh, well, um, I've been gaming. My, my, the game that I like to play the most is World of Warcraft. I do play a few other games um, as well, but that's the big one. And then on top of it, right now I'm building a Linux lab um, so that I can uh, do a lot of like penetration testing. I'm finally going to learn Python for nice. real, which I haven't done before. Um, so that's that's my, uh, when I'm not gaming, that's what I'm doing. Amanda's look on her face is great right now. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> well, I'm in cybersecurity, so I'm trying oh, to build up some skills. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm unemployed right now and it's like, I'd like to be employed again. So yeah, looking to build up my that. skills. But nice. That sounds great. I I actually am. Uh, there's a podcast called Dark Knight Diaries that I love listening to about like penetration testing and cybersecurity. I a lot of it goes over my head, but it it, it is so so like uh, fascinating just hearing all the things like like they had one about the Olympics. Mm. And here I am, like, ooh, penetration sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, mm, penetration. <laughs> you wonder how many people go into that as a major and like, oh, <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Be all wow. about. I always bring the tone down. Well, no, not always. Most of the time, it's fine. I mean, our tone is generally really low, so it's not really that we're doing anything different than usual here. <laughs> See, I'm thinking about old gods and demons and tentacles and all that right now. So, there we go. Tentacles. I'm not sure if I want to know the tentacle thing, but tent. No. Okay, let's move on. Because <laughs> tentacles. Wow. My voice effect thing here. I could be in the south right now, but I can't. Oh. Oh, that's okay. Monica would be like, who? <laughs> Anyways, what? we have asked these two wonderful people on to talk about gender identity and geek culture and how shifting, changing identities, becoming the identity you've always been inside has affected geek culture. I don't know. All of these things. Let's talk about it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, uh, Sorry, I, I just so, was like, I'm talking too much. I'll just stop so now. I will open up it and say that like, uh, I, I used to be a, what I thought was a, a straight male. And I was that until about June and July when I, I, I've had like over the years inklings that, that, that I, that I wasn't. And that I kept thinking in my head, like it's things that things that like don't seem right. Or I've, I was in a mask. And then this past July, I finally had the courage to, to, to come forward and say, no, th this that, that I'm not that, and that I am I am definitely arrow ace, and I'm and I'm, and I'm definitely non-binary. And I have to say, the internet was an amazing resource that so many people have gone forward already, shared their experiences, shared what they've gone through, and have kind of like said like, here's all the resources on here are the different types of gender out there, and there's so many resources out there if, if you if you read into it. And I think geeky spaces gender's really been explored in a lot of sci-fi. I mean, I, I've I've been like watching like star trek and, and like i spock is definitely one of the ones that is that that, that people believe is is ace mm, can see that i mean 
I don't know. I never, I never felt that way about Spock because, because back in season two of the original series, they kind of explained why Spock is the way he is. Okay. Yeah. And that he can very much be a sexual being if he wants to. And then in the movies, he's got a, he's has an affair with Uhura. I so am kind of, but so doesn't, I'm, asexuality not necessarily mean that you don't like there is zero sexual anything so it could couldn't it isn't asexual true true just just like not experiencing sexual desire to people or but then still getting sexual pleasure in a way yeah that it's yeah that's more about the the attraction and like i and like uh spock is one that like during one of the ones he he had to go back to his planet for a mate. I I know there was an episode season one or two, and he he had to go back there. But he he was only going there because it was what he was required to do. But he didn't he, he kind of didn't feel attracted to it. And, and yeah, that is definitely what asexuality is. It's more about the the attraction, but you can still ha- ha- be sexual and all that. And all this stuff kind of opened me up into the the different worlds of 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 gender identity and kind of being like we are taught so much in that binary as, as we grow up where we're taught mm-hmm. men and women operate the same way. And I, I have to think my mom has actually been a, a good influence in my life that she is, she, she became a CPA when, when women were not becoming CPAs. And like she, she showed me that women can do anything that, 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 that men can do. And that, and that there is no, there's, there's no, there's no difference in, in, in the, in the sexes and stuff like that. And, and uh, so I, even though it, it's been painful for her as I be, as I become non-binary. I think uh, she she's been an influence on me on on that and that, and that that once I realized that I can be who I am and and that my my gender may be different than than, than my sex, it, it opened up a lot a uh, a lot for me to process. Oh yeah, and I wasn't trying to invalidate what you were saying about Spock. I was just more like, oh wow, like, yeah. You know, I never saw it that way because, but of course, when I was growing up, which you know is when Star Trek was actually current. <laughs> the original series. <laughs> I'm so old. Um, no. Um, you know, it's like nobody knew about asexuality, really. Yeah. Nobody really knew about, you know, different gender identities. I mean, you know, even like transgender people were, you know, they were anomalies. They were monsters. They were, you know, aberrations. So, uh, you know, I, I have to say that that identifying as a woman and yet working in a field that is almost a hundred percent dominated by men. I mean, they're almost, it's not that there are no women in cybersecurity, but there's so Mm. few. And even the ones that are tend to be less technical. They tend to be like more of the sales and marketing side Mm. than, than the heavily geeky side and being identifying as a woman. And yet somehow knowing that there was something missing made me so angry <laughs> that mm. that I was I was known as a person who had a chip on their shoulder and was very angry and very militant. And while I still very much consider myself a feminist, the fact that I no longer have to identify as a woman has been such a relief to me mm. because I always knew that there was something wrong there. And yet at the same time, I would never have wanted to say, but a woman can't do what I'm doing. So I, I almost didn't want to come out. It was one of the huge things that, that when I realized that I was not a woman almost kept me from coming out at the last minute because I said, am I betraying feminism by 
no longer identifying as a woman. And I spent like a long time discussing this with my husband and with a couple of other people saying, you know, am I betraying women by coming out as transmasculine? And I finally determined that I could still fight for women's rights and fight for women in my field without having to be one. So. I think it's even more important that men and trans men and trans women, like it's not a fight that only women fight, like like women, like the same as transgender folks don't can't fight the fight on their own as well. So it needs to be a common thing where allies step up for you as well and step up for women as well and, and talk on behalf of, not, not talk over, but talk with women, talk exactly. with transgender people and, and not, again, not overpower them in what they have to say, but, but just have this shared goal, which is equality really for everyone and not just, not just for, for certain people and not just for certain folks and not just for white women and not just for trans men and not just for trans women. It's what we all have to do in common. And I think that is what feminism is, even if it's not, even if it sounds something that is, that is, only has to do with with females maybe we need a better word for that and maybe there is one i suppose there is one but um that's what feminism for me is all about is is that it's not that you ever betrayed right anyone by becoming your true self you just um are more you now and that means you're even stronger in what you can what you believe in you're stronger in your convictions you, you and your voice is stronger because you are more grounded in what you can say because you are more you like that now yeah. yeah yeah I feel like I have a lot more confidence yeah so that I can promote women I would love to see especially more black women in cybersecurity. Yeah. it is so hard for a black woman to get into that field mm. it's it's like as I say, like there's almost no women in it in the first place. But if you're a black woman and you try to get into cybersecurity, dear God, nobody, nobody takes you seriously. And this is, isn't this the fucking worst that black women are the ones who always have fought every fight for every minority. Yes. And yeah. they are standing like in the front lines and they're like fighting the fight, the trans, trans women, black trans women, black women, they yes. are fighting for the rights of, of, of everyone that comes behind them basically, or, And then suddenly everybody overtakes them and they are the, the last ones who see any benefit from, from what they have been fighting for. Exactly, exactly. I'll tell you, if, if I could just sponsor one black trans woman in this field, I would be so ecstatic. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it's, it's actually given me the idea, just this discussion right here, yeah. has <laughs> given me the idea that as soon as I have anywhere with all myself, because right now I'm living on my savings. Mm. Um, but um, if I can, if I can promote, um, you know, basically mentor a black trans woman in this field, I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely, I, I echo the, 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 the same stuff. Like, I actually was not as vocal about 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 the rights of, of, of like of like black lives matter and and uh and the in the lgbt until i i came out and and now i want equality like i definitely being somebody who's in the not who's in the non-binary and i don't know if i don't know if i'm becoming a trans woman I, i i don't know where my journey is right now but i mean i'm different dressing more feminine and there's been talk about like are are you erasing women and i'm like no i want i want the rights for everybody and if, if, if anything 
it's making me become more vocal for the rights of everybody. That everybody should be should be equal. Everybody should live who they are, regardless of of their race, of, of their gender, of, of all that. that. Everyone should be equal, and we need to get rid of this of, of of this this shit that has made people be in such a. There are people in power who who got in that power, and they don't want anybody else coming up to where they are. Yeah, I'm so tired of old white men leading everything. <laughs> me too. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, even in this latest, in the in the States, in this latest presidential race, you know, people are like, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. And I was like, but he's an old white man. Mm-hmm. Can't, you know, can't we find a woman who's, yeah. you know, got just as much, and maybe not an old white woman either. I mean, I wasn't nuts about Warren either, simply because she was an old white woman and she had misused um, her supposed uh, Indian ancestry which apparently she doesn't even have um i i have more indian blood in me than elizabeth warren does and i am the whitest thing ever so but i actually because of my canadian french background i actually have some uh native american people in my ancestry and it's like good lord but i would never have tried to claim that you know and and it it just really pissed me off about warren it really tainted her for me and I was like, why can't we have, but then whenever I would say Kamala, Kamala, people would be like, no, she's a cop. And I'm like, guys, guys, you're never going to find the perfect black woman. Could we please, you know, yeah. and I'm so happy that she's going to be the vice president of the yeah. U.S. because I'm not trying to be state centric here. I know, <laughs> but, no, it, but it's it like. It was affecting everyone. Like, the really election is affecting everyone. There was like it a is. whole week CNN was running on my TV because I just needed to know you needed to have. We needed this bit of hope in 2020 that the, the Cheeto in chief and the biggest misogynist and racist yeah. would not yes. be in office anymore. Because oh God. Yeah. For, after four years, that's what America has come to, like almost a civil war, Black Lives Matter movement. All the thing has happened. Corona has happened. All the people are dying and people are still voting for him, right? So it's just you wanted this to be over. Um, and the thing is, you are not waiting for your soulmate when you vote for your president or first for a person in political power you need to find someone that has somewhat of your views but it can't be 100 your views because the person has to has to work for everyone in the country and they're right. like 145 whatever million people in this country or even more i don't know and it can't work like that it can't uh, one person cannot tick every fucking box that you have for you to be able to vote for them but you need to find someone that you can put on a path where you'll be like i wouldn't i don't fear for my life if this person is out there and i think that's a good that that's something that's super essential was was in that entire election situation yeah yeah and and i think that people are going to keep biden honest i think that all the people who marched you know all the trans people all the feminists all the black people they're all going to keep biden honest where Mm. honestly he might he might not be inclined to you know fight for our rights but i think they're going to make him yeah Yeah. because i mean it's the reason why i voted for him because i i I knew trump was not going to be standing for the rights of women was would not be standing for the rights of uh of of black people across the country would not be standing for the rights of of trans and i and i knew and, and i knew that Biden at least has put it on his platform, and I said we are going to make sure Biden sticks to those. I mean, I, I'm not uh, in that in that like we're going to be Biden. You promised us this. Will you deliver? Trump I never mean, even 
never politicians deliver. never 100% deliver on their shit but no. even if they deliver like parts of their shit that's already great and especially if they don't endanger more people by just simply being in office right now that's like you wished back on other republican presidents that you had before where were you like previously like these were all fucking assholes but now can we please have one of those back so we just don't have to have that person in place anymore and so that's just really because it got really dangerous for 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 women for trans people for for the lgbtq rainbow like everyone it was just fucking terrifying and black folks and everyone so that's just it was a matter of life and death for me personally and i'm not even living there oh yeah <laughs> so, I, i've got friends who who can finally marry after children 15 and the fact that that with the that was in jeopardy and, and it still is kind of technically in jeopardy because of the Supreme court and, and mm. the, stuff like that is like, can we just finally get past these fundamental rights, keeping the focus on the other laws that we need to work on, but keep these fundamental rights in place and, and yeah. improve these fundamental rights as well. I mean, th that we have work to do, but don't revisit these things that we've all agreed are fundamental human rights. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Breach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening. Exactly. Like I'm it's agreeing like... with everything that's being said right now. <laughs> and i think as a as a geek it is definitely important to explore your identity again like i said bubbles i've, I've always loved powerpuff girls and and i and i think that they were an amazing role model last october of, of 19 i put on a i put on a dress and i was like i like this dress and i'm like why am i wearing outfits and stuff that i don't like just so i can be a man when I, when I, when I, when I've, I, since I was six have, I have, have questioned being, being a man and stuff like that. And I think it's being a geek has, has given me the, the confidence to explore the, the, these, these things you, you, you had a guest on, uh, I'm trying to remember hit their name from a, a episodes back, but they were talking about, about, um, about, about gender identity and, and like how they've been exploring it inside of the, the, the world of the, the, the Renaissance or classical oh, reenactment. Jamie. Oh, yeah. Jamie. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, Jamie's story spoke to me so much. It was like, "That's me. I I I feel Jamie's story." And 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 it's like I felt trapped on who I am. That if 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 you want to be, if you are a man, it's it's fine. You don't. My journey is not not your journey. But it, I never I never felt that I was living in in in, in my in, in my proper body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's the thing. I, I am, I am the only person in my immediate family who's short and round. Um, everybody else was tall and slender. And so I used to, when, when I was younger, I used to imagine that I was this tall, slender, but long haired male elf, uh -huh. you know, and that was my identity. And when I started, um, not when I started playing WoW, because I play mostly female characters in WoW. I just like them better, but male blood elves. <laughs> I they're so I pretty. Was just like they are. They're so pretty. so pretty. Yes, and they're the ones with the nice hairstyles, or at least they were up until recently. And so I, when I just before I came out as trans, I started playing. I started role playing in WoW for the first time, and I started playing male blood elves. And it was just that is what gave me the freedom eventually to say this is my identity this is what i actually am not okay i i know you know being an elf is sort of like okay yeah <laughs> but i am this male personality that i've been role-playing for 
you know, the last several months. And it gave me the strength to come out and to say, this is what I really am. This is what I've been all this time. And there were actually people who who didn't have an issue, like, because I was such a feminine woman, when I identified as a woman, I was very hyper feminine, mm. you know, sort of almost as a shield, you know, that was my, you know, I always wore lots of makeup, I always wore dresses, la la la. And, you know, I said, I know that there are people who are going to have a lot of problems with this. And there were some older friends who had known me for like 30 or so years, who looked back at my past and said, no, I remember that you came across sometimes as that tall, willowy male, even despite your short, round body, you know, you came across as that tall, willowy male. And I believed that of you. And I see that now. Mm. And that's, you are finally admitting to what you have been all this time. And I was like, wow, you know, these are... You know, these are people who I didn't realize would remember that about me mm-hmm. and would would be able to relate it to what I was saying about myself now. Because I do know that there are a lot of people who have known me for a shorter amount of time, you know, like um, ex-boyfriends and stuff like that, who stopped talking to me completely. It's not that they hate me. They didn't, you know, they didn't try to talk me out of it or anything. They just stopped mm-hmm. because they couldn't see that mm-hmm. and they weren't going to insult me which was nice. But at the same time, they couldn't see it because they saw me as a very feminine woman. But that's their problem that they don't yes. see that, that the, the things that you put on as a protection of yourself and to reiterate that you are that woman that, that everybody thinks you are, which is like helped you with the makeup and the dresses is just putting on this mask again of look at me I'm really I am really that woman that you all think I am and because I have all of these things that's what you see and that's just basically doing the gender for everybody else to see so that you are all yeah yeah Yeah. it's protecting yourself from from the questions that you have inside of them and people who know you longer and who know you well and some who might be more prone to noticing small because not everybody is i mean we can be honest not everybody is super sensible to when it comes to other people and what they feel like or what they do and and how they react and when there is something off about them not everybody sees that and that's okay um but that's their problem that they didn't see that you were this strong willow willowy like language but this the, the male person that you always knew that you are inside And again, that's on them that they didn't couldn't see that at the time. Yeah. And honestly, I don't miss any of the people who I've lost, if you Mm -hmm. will, because to me, it's like they just they never validated what I was at the time. Clearly, you know, never mind the identity that I that I have finally grown into, if you will. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's important to kind of say bye to those who, who, who don't want to see you as you are like i i i've lost family and and friends over over what i'm doing i i and it's it's like if you didn't see me for who i was i we were at a watching some pictures of of my of my niece and one picture but we were at a museum and i put on a dress and i was like i forgot how much i loved wearing even that dress at the museum i mean again not saying that women have to wear dresses that's not what i'm saying but it's it's what fits with 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 like my style and and I and I've got the freedom as as not as non-binary to be able to to dress how I want to how I want to live like right now I'm 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 wearing a a floral dress and and I, and I love it I I, I fe- it feels natural to me it feels it feels like this is what I've 
always wanted to wear. But yeah. even as a man, you could just wear dresses if you want. We have like Harry Styles, who is now rocking all these dresses and people yeah. say he's not, not not male enough because he's doing that. Yeah, look at Sash. He's also wearing an amazing yeah. dress. So it's not the not the the clothes that define what kind of gender you should be. Um, so whatever whatever is fits you and whatever is it that you feel extrapolates what you are is what you wear. Yeah. yeah. Cause like uh, Freddie Mercury, I, I, I don't think he ever identified anything as anything else. To, and I, he was bi, but I don't think he ever identified as any other gender, but he was, he was flamboyant. And I remember yeah. watching his outfits like, I love those outfits, Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I actually have to say that uh, talking with Frasley and doing the podcast we've had that there, there was a point when, you know, I had come out and I had legally changed my name and everything. And I had to start a new job. Uh, last year. And I was working for the federal government here mm -hmm. in Washington. And I had to be binary. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, because I couldn't say, oh, yeah, I'm actually non binary, but you know, use these pronouns and blah, blah, blah. because it would have upset our client who was the federal government. So I had to just even though I didn't look all that male, to a lot of people, I guess. It's it's hard for me to know what I look mm -hmm. like. I think I just look androgynous. But but um, you know, most people were just assuming I was a woman, probably because of my height and stuff. And I had to to just basically double down on being male. And it was hurting my spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really hurting my soul. And you know, now that um I'm unemployed again, I'm like, what am I gonna do? You know, am I going to you know, I'm looking for all sorts of jobs. If I have to work for the federal government again, I will. But I'm like, how much is that going to hurt my spirit to have to pretend mm. to be something that I'm really not, which is 100% male? Because mm. I'm like maybe five, six male, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, uh, you know, I have the now the legal name of, of a male and, you know, and I use mostly male pronouns, but... I would like to wear a dress to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've been wearing a lot of very androgynous clothes, you know, you know kind of pajama like because I can, but you know, while I'm, while I'm here at home and it's like, I don't want to go back to wearing just, you know, button up shirts and pants. And mm. Boring. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, I like them. I like male clothes, but at the same time, it's like, but what if I want to wear a dress? I still have yeah. a lot of dresses, mm -hmm. you know, what if I want to wear a dress or just, or just mix, yeah. you know, wear a button up shirt. That's, you know, that's male styled, you know, wear male pants, but then wear a really cute jacket. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what if I want to wear makeup? You know, I, I just, how's this going to go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's sad that, that, that you have to, 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 to do that. Cause like, I, I even, I even have that fear of if, if I have, if I one day wear a, a regular shirt, somebody's going to think, Oh, okay. Frasley's not really non-binary Fras. And it's like, no, I wear, I, I, I wear dresses a lot in it cause I, cause I like it, but there'll be, there'll be times. I mean, when I go to the next BlizzCon for comfort, I'm probably going to wear t-shirts and I'm, I'm hoping to pack in a, another geek hearing t-shirt. Cause that was, that was fun. It, it's, it's, it's weird how, clothing is so gendered and like you, you you read about like how boys were really wearing pink dresses a long time ago and now and 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 then when when did yeah. we move to to blue shirts and stuff like that 
Oh, we talked about this in a very early episode of Kate Harry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always have rants about this. <laughs> oh, yes, they're a common one. Um, but do you do you both think that celebrities being more expressive with their clothing are making a positive influence in America? Like the likes of Jonathan Van Ness, who is non-binary. Yes. Uh, like Harry Styles, who I'm not actually sure if Harry is non-binary or if he's still if he's male. But regardless, he's wearing. Harry Styles is wearing dresses and looking fabulous while doing it. And people like Little Nas, um, you know, there there are celebrities who are who? Sorry, Sam Smith. Sam Smith, yes. Um, like there's so Drucker. many celebrities yeah. coming mm-hmm. out um, as non-binary or just expressing themselves with uh, with clothing um, and showing that, like, you know, the clothes clothes are for everyone. Like, just wear what you want to wear. Um, especially like we, I think we can all agree that dresses, some dresses are stunning. So of course, why shouldn't everybody wear them? Yeah. If every, I, if if you want to wear it, wear it. Um, but yeah, how is I, this? <laughs> Sorry. I saw a, a a a guy and and he identifies as male, but he he goes to work every single day in a skirt and heels, and even like I, I think he might even do his nails. And he and he says he he, he says he he does it because he loves the look of it. And he wants to stand with with people that are that are non-binary, that are trans, that are that are not conforming to the gender norms. And he looks stunning. So yeah, I, I think it it helps to have representation out there because then you're like, okay, if they're doing it, then I can do that too. Yeah, I I think it's important to see more and more people being willing to express themselves through clothing. You know, ever since coming out at work, I've never felt like I had, like I could be anything but binary male that I had to, you know, my, my situation when I first came out at a job that I was eventually fired from um, the only time I've been fired, I might add in my entire career um, was that um, I was insisting on using the men's room because I felt that felt that fit the most with my gender identity but I wasn't promising to look 100% male. I wasn't promising to dress. You know, I wasn't promising to not wear makeup. And they said, unless you look male, you can't use the men's room and eventually fired me because I insisted. And, um, which is illegal here in the States. Um, And specifically in the county where I was working. So they paid me a lot of money to keep quiet about it. Wow. Um, Yeah, so I I can't mention the company's name, but uh yeah i that was that was just it was a shitty situation but i found that ever since then i have to i have to pick one you know and and it just it makes me unhappy i've interviewed a few companies um that were unfortunately looking for someone who had a a few skills that i didn't have um where i could have been myself where i could have been non-binary and that's the kind of thing that i really need Mm. Um, I feel to flourish. I'm so tired of hiding who I am. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done it for, you know, I've been in this career for 25 years plus and I've, I've hidden who I am for almost that entire time and I'm tired of it. Yeah. So I'm hoping that more celebrities can make more of an impact on, on the idea of dressing how you want, looking how you want and it not being a problem to the people around you. Yeah. Mm. I, I hate to bring up, religion because i because it's a very touchy subject but even before this podcast i i looked up i was looking up a book in the library and i got this article from the site saying oh can you believe it they they added in this this book about lgbt and about 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 being a different gender into the into the the kids library section and and sometimes i wonder our our, our foundations of, of of our of our culture are so 
are so based on one religion. And there's so many other religions out there, but they're based on one religion and one one very strict interpretation of that religion. I again, somebody somebody uh, w- when I started wearing dresses, was like. You, you realize that if a man wears a woman's clothing, it's an abomination to the, to the Lord and, and how God made men and women. And, and, and I said, I, I'm not at all attacking people who have faith because I have a faith that, that, that's very private to myself and all that. And I don't want to attack that part, but I do want to attack the trying to, to, to take people down because of, of a faith. And, and I think by, by that, that's one of the things that we're going to, that, that, that is a struggle in this country, especially because this country people still claim is just a Christian nation. And I think, no, we've, we've gone, we've been a, a nation of, of being able to live a religious independence. And I think, why don't we add something like, like gender independence, being able to live who you are. Cause if, if you're not hurting someone, someone may not like how you look. Cause I, someone told me that was jarring when I first started wearing dresses, but if, if you're not hurting somebody, then why can't you be like the, that, that, that man who's, who's wearing skirts and dresses to work why can't you you be who you want to be and why do i have to follow a stricter interpretation of of ancient texts because patriarchy always made um clothing political and especially when it concerns female clothing so um that's just and also in addition to the um christian talk i do think that we need to be aware that there is a difference between a religious organization and faith. Yeah. Because religious organizations yeah. mm-hmm. um, are the people that make this entire thing very, very difficult for everyone because there is a lot of money involved, there's a lot of power involved. And again, patriarchy is riding its fucking high in the church because they never had, like, especially in the Catholic Church never really had loads of women in there. So it's all about power. It was always about knowledge. It's about power. And it's about, um, and that's what they've kept doing for ages and ages and ages. And it's an interpretation of a very, very old book of very, very old writings from people that they claim to be or whoever they are. And if they, for them, and I do think if you try to focus on all of that written stuff and not focus on what the essence of faith should be, it should be something that will give you uh, comfort when you have a bad time. It's something that should lift you up instead of put you down. It's something that should not put you in the, con- in the, in the constant situation of guilt because your existence also in the church is something great and something glorious and not something that anyone needs to be ashamed of. And yeah. Everything else is just faff and just gl- glittery shit that they put on 2000 years ago that's not going with any times anymore and never has. And so that's the organization, but that's not the faith. And if people try to argument on some organization, then do that, but do that somewhere else where nobody can fucking see you because that's not actually what anybody ever wants from from faith in general. So yeah, that's my two cents about church. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, now I agree. And, and and I bring it up because it's it, many times since I've since I, since I've come out, I've I've had scriptures thrown back at me, and it's like there are great scriptures, like like that do unto others as you would like to have done unto you. I mean, I, that that golden rule, and and having having a faith or or in a belief is, I think, finding out where's your moral compass for each person is important. But I I've had so much of it thrown back at me, and it, and it's like. I can't live because I uh, of who I am because of, because of these of these writings. And someone's like, "Oh, you're, you're talking to those intersectional feminists again." 
And I'm on that podcast these, with those intersectional feminists. These you writings are famous. <laughs> <laughs> these writings are thousands of years old, and nobody would ever go ahead and read a book from when Hitler was around and think the history books of those times are accurate. So if you can't see what it is, it's like something that is placed somewhere in time historically that may, might have fit in that time, but that does not mean that everything that you read in the Bible can be taken and should be taken literally because that's not what it has been aimed for. It's around for two thousand whatever fucking years and if you're not capable in your head to wrap yourself uh, to, you, to wrap your head around the fact that this is might have been a guideline in a time where times were so different and that it doesn't fit in 2020 and that it's about being a good person to another yeah. person that's the essence that is all about and if the if some books tell you otherwise then there is something wrong with a book there's not something wrong with a person yeah and those scriptures were cherry-picked too yeah and you have to realize that oh, yeah. there were there were tons and tons you know let's just take the new testament the new testament was so cherry-picked there were tons and tons of scriptures out there that were suppressed by the people who eventually decided what was going to make up the New Testament. Sure. And some of those scriptures very, very much clarified what it was that men and women could and couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing like what we're seeing now. Yeah. Um, I, I think the important thing to realize is that, you know, if you're going, if you're going to stand there and say, Jesus, 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 just as an example, then Jesus never said a word about homosexuality and yes. never said a word about what what gender roles were. And in yes. fact, elevated a woman to a, a male gender role by making her one of his closest disciples. And that would be yeah. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like, you know what? Screw y'all scripture <laughs> Christians because you are misinterpreting your own scriptures. Yeah, yeah. You, that's the benefit of having something that old and that weirdly mythical that you can just interpret it however the fuck you think is right for you. But that's just, again, as you said, Jesus was the first one who take everybody in and not 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 let anyone be on the outside of, of, of whatever. And those who were so self-righteous, those were the first ones he would have ever kicked off the curb. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to 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 take one of the things that he said, like whoever's going to be wants to be first will be the last, and 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 like and and go go for the poor, go for the needy, go for those, and and it's why his words are, are why I I would still say I'm a Christian. I, I mean, and all that because of of the, the doing good, but I don't follow all the other things that are out there, and, and it's why I'm 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 always afraid to say I today because like I don't want to be like those other other Christians who 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 are against homosexuality because no it. People should be able to marry who they want. People should be able to I marry. I was in, a, I, and I told that before. I was in a relation relationship with a priest before. I mean, with the one that was allowed to be in one. So it's not that it was a big illegal thing. And they had in the church, they had homosexuality in the church. They had gay priests there, and it yeah. was all great and fine and well. So it's just bullshit that that's not something that can happen. And yeah, yeah. I I, I talked a few weeks ago with a non-binary pastor, and and they gave me so much hope because I was like, okay. Here's what I've been told, and he and they're like, oh yeah, no, look at this. So, so it, I, I I've been, I've been looking at at I, yeah. So I I'd say there that don't let don't let so a a a one interpretation of faith constrict your your your, your idea of gender because there's so many so many people that of that faith who 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 think differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
No, exactly. I yeah. That that's one thing I'd like to see a whole lot less of is Christian judgment about stuff because so much of it reeks of the patriarchy and of white supremacy. Yes. Yeah. That I it, it to me it's all very tainted. My my mom actually who uh was a catholic her whole life and a very devout one recently told me that she no longer believes in 99% of what she was taught as a child. Nice. And I think some of it is bitterness against the church um uh because it it did some pretty nasty things to her and and to my dad. But also I think she just realized that you know, she doesn't need this anymore and she doesn't have to pretend because my dad is dead now. Mm. Um, she doesn't have to pretend either. And she just kind of said, wow, I'm independent of all of this. And I'm not saying that everyone, you know, if they, if they are devout or if they have a faith should throw it away, but to see my mom be able to grow out of, you know, needing to be dependent on something like this mm. was really, and she's in her eighties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, it was so cool to watch because, you know, I could sit there and go, you know, sometimes I feel too old. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh God, was I too old to come out? Was I too old for this? Was I too old for that? And my mom, you know, who is a good 26 years older than I am, is showing me that you're never too old. Yeah. So you're never too old. It's always what you, and I come from the adult education sector, right? So I, always, I fundamentally believe that everybody can learn anything in every age when they want to. Yes. So yeah. it's that, that the matter is that if you want to and if you're open to, the, to some learning, then that works. You can't force someone to learn something, but that never really works. Um, but especially the older you get, the more, the more you need people to actually want that as well. Um, and everything is possible if you want to do it, even when you're old. It might take you longer. It might take you longer than when you were 20. It might take you longer than when you were 30. But it doesn't mean that you can't anymore. I wish I wish more younger people knew that. Because, yeah. because there's so many people who are like, oh, you're old. You know, throw you away. And, and it's hurtful. It's yeah. like, you know, I feel like I'm in my 20s. Yeah. You know, particularly because of the hormone replacement therapy that I'm on. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel, you know, in some ways like a teenager almost, but but definitely like, right. you know, a younger person. And, you know, I've never had the the mindset of, you know, old lady or old man or whatever. Mm. And to have people, you know, a lot of younger people say, oh, you know, well, you've lived your life. And it's like, it's no, I'm just starting. Right yeah. I'm just starting to live my life finally. Yeah. So that's also because society strives for young, pretty, and male or female, but also very specifically. So yeah. that's also part of the entire, of all the isms problems that we have in this world, unfortunately. Ageism is also one of them, which is which sucks a lot. And, and, and trying to make sure that you know who you are. Again, I didn't know about who I was till 30. And 30 is still young, but I didn't know who I was till, yeah. till 30. I'm still learning who I am. Listen, I uh, there was there was this uh, trans girl I knew, and she said at one point, and it it made me sort of laugh, but very privately. And she said, <laughs> "I'm 26, and I'm only finding out who I am now." And I'm, you know, because I was like, "Honey, <laughs> you know." Yeah. But I could understand because so many of the people she knew were teenagers, yeah. and realizing that they were trans or non-binary, 
and you know able to perhaps not um not have to deal with puberty you know if mm. their parents were accepting and that kind of thing so i could see how somebody even as young as 26 could go oh god i'm so old yeah you know and you know and of course at the time i was just like huh you know nothing but of course that was ageism on my part too yeah. And and I didn't mean to be ageist. It was just more like there are times when I feel like people don't think I'm or my identity is valid because of how long, you know, I waited. And it certainly was a long time, but... Like but that's also a matter of... That's not only a matter of when you grew up and what times you grew up in, but also every journey is personal like you have to if you are not in a in a circle of people who who go through the same stuff as you then you have to find shit out on your own right. and yeah. it's just finding anything out on your own is just fucking hard and then we talk about identity and what you feel and who you feel you are inside and you don't see any again representation around you whatsoever and right. especially not when you grew up like there was as you said you there were called abomination that wasn't that was maybe even illegal so that's all yeah. shit that's going on in one's head and it's terrifying and you need to break out of that cycle as well to to be to have the have the guts and be like i'm gonna do this because that's who i am so that's a whole different story than the younger people who grow, grow up now who have like a, a easier way and an easier access to things like that it's still not great nobody ever says that but Right. But it, yeah, it's still comparably hard, but... different to what you have gone through when in your life, and that doesn't make your journey any less valid just because you decide or you came out very late in your life. Yeah, I I sometimes you know I I I don't try again. This is an an ageist desire of mine, but I sometimes say, okay, but you have to realize I grew up in the late '60s and early '70s. You know, mm -hmm. I mean pre-Stonewall, pre-anybody yeah. knowing what transgender or, you know, even in some uh, cases, what, what being gay was, mm. you know? And it's like, okay, so, you know, the fact that I ever came out, I ever realized what I was is actually almost a miracle. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who might have been like me, who, but they, you know, they're kind of in this baby boomer mindset. Yeah. And they might never... Of course, you know, realize what they were because and we we even have to start with how many people are probably in marriages that don't want to be in because of oh, and that's that's the and then the next step of admitting to whatever gender they identify as that's even like a bigger one, um, and I just oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm in my third marriage and it's a very happy one, but my first two marriages were not, and mm -hmm. I could never have come out during them. Yeah, I mean, there would there would have been no way they would have been over immediately if I had come out. Mm. Thanks for sharing so much. Okay, this I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this no, conversation has been Great. amazing. I'm going to ask you both um, a final question, and that's what advice would you give to young people? Wow, believe in yourself. Try try to be honest with yourself about who you are and what you want, and don't let anybody put you down and tell you you're not good enough and re re regardless of, of what it is don't don't tell somebody that you can't do something just because it's it's how it is like when i was four to six and i went to my parents and said hey this is what 
I want to fly to heaven and, t- and talk to God because I want to be a woman. And they say, oh, God made you a man. So you're, you're that. Don't don't let others tell you tell, to tell you to be that. And also be more open minded than what you're even what even what your, your parents will believe. Don't just go by what they say, because I'm sure that that they're very smart, but they, they also might be more closed minded. I mean. I, I, I hope you you have accepting parents and I, and I hope you have parents that are that, that that will love you for who you are but even if they, they, they if, even if they don't there are people that that will love you for who you are check out the the Trevor project they have resources for for kids for for teens they have, they have a, a text line a, a call line talking about your feelings Re- reach out to people and uh, any of us in in, in, in online reach out to anybody in the LGBT community. We will talk with you and, and we'll be like, what, what, what are you going through? And, and there are resources online. Google the, the, the shit out of all that stuff. Cause what you're looking through is probably already been there. And someone's well, I've shared their experience there. Yeah. You are enough. Yes. Thank I you. love that. That was good advice and it almost made me cry. So thank you. I know, I'm a little teary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so thank you again, both of you for being on geek caring today. Um, this this conversation was beautiful and I appreciate you both sharing sharing your stories and talking with us about all your experiences. Tell our listeners how we can find both of you individually and more information about your podcast. Well, well Sash, I, I will let Beauty go first. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I am uh, at L-O-T-H-I-E on um, uh, God, Twitter. That's the word, Twitter. <laughs> um, or translucidity one. Um, and, uh, you can contact me, uh, either way. I forget what my discord tag is. I think it's Lagolad 7272. Um, and you can also contact me, uh, that way. Um, or find me in wow for gosh sake. <laughs> um, of course. and, um, you know, and I will be happy to talk to you. And I'm Frasley. You can find me on Twitter at Fradleytastic. And I never realized how how uh, cutesy of a name that that, that sounded when I went. When it I is it. darling. And I, I'm on uh, Twitch uh, uh, many many times of the week. And I'm a, I, I run an inclusive community. So if you just need some, someone to 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 talk with or like somebody to, to put on, so you, you feel loved, I'm always there at Twitch.tv/FrasleyS. And then. I'm with Sash on Translucidity, and the final one is I am I run one of one of many podcasts, and you can find it at gnomepodcast.com, where we ha- where we talk with people around the 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 world of Azeroth and beyond, and like we just had had a non-binary person on our most recent episode, so that that one was nice. beyond the binary. Yeah, I need to listen to that still. Yeah, thank Amazing. you, and I'll make sure that all of that information is in our show notes for handy handy clicking and following. Yay. Thanks. Yay. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here and being Thank so you. open with us. I, I wish I had been a, a, a platform like this when I was growing up and I wish I, I had a, had a podcast I could listen to like oh, this because yes. this podcast has really changed my perspectives because, oh, we're evil so like many that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you, and you've talked to me too. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. And see you again next week for another amazing episode of Geek Hearing. Nobody said bye. 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 If you like this episode of Geek Hearing, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Hearing and over on geekhearing.com.